0: Welcome to PhotoWork. I'm Mylan Shannon over there. Hello. On this episode, we have part two of our interview with LA-based fine art and commercial photographer, Liz Brettz. And in this episode, she shares all about her studio space. She renovated Moon 7 Collective. Google it. Rent, rent it. it. We're going to rent it. How she advocates for herself as an artist and how clients find her. Oh boy, sit back, grab some popcorn and enjoy. How do you advocate for yourself as an artist and your vision all the way through?
1: That is very difficult. <laughs> that I think that's been one of the biggest things in my journey in this career is being able to to do that because so I think there is this, you want the job, you want um, to make to make sure that your clients are happy and in doing so there's this belief that you have to underbid or undervalue yourself in order to get the job in the first place. And then there's an intimidation factor with the client where you're not advocating for the things that you can do, at least for me, (laughs) this has been my journey. And um, I think in growing and maturing on the journey, it's learning that I do have value Um, I remember going to a workshop. Know your value and then add tax. (laughs) 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 So it's really, truly first starting out and researching what is this market value, what are photographers charging, but also recognizing that I'm in that same field too and I can produce. But it, it was more of a psychological and emotional thing by undervaluing, but also a practical way to make sure I got some money and got a job. Um, but also as photographers we all got to stick together and not bottom out the market and make it just undercut everybody and making sure that I wish that we had a union I wish that <laughs> the photographers had a union where there could be a standard rate and it, it, I think that would take a lot of the economic anxiety out of it and mm-hmm. a, especially too with bidding for jobs mm-hmm. um, and undervaluing yourself because there is a standard but I don't know if that would work.
0: Yeah, maybe. What if there was just more transparency? Yeah. So, like, yeah. over yeah. in the, like, in the wedding in the portrait world, mm-hmm. it's pretty transparent yeah. as far as, like, basic standard costs of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, like, the low, medium, and the high. And, most you know, most people, um, I feel like there's so many educators out there mm-hmm. who are like, hey, guys, you want to be at this rate mm-hmm. to make a living, blah, 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 blah. But I don't see that with commercial you? Nope. No. Maybe we can become that. I no. mean, I guess we could try and become that. If it's really hard. People not want to talk
1: about money. <laughs> but, yeah. <like laughs> money. Right yeah. The uh, yeah no. Yeah. It's it's totally. I don't totally, want to tell how much I made. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. I think fundamentally, there's always a weird, there's a, a weirdness talking about money in general. Yeah. It, um, I don't know necessarily if it's culturally, if American specifically, It might. But talking about money is just weird in general, mm-hmm. and especially how much you make. I think the only way that I've learned what other photographers are making for equal jobs, or because I know people on the hiring end, mm-hmm. like, hey, can like, what is the rain? Like, what's mm-hmm. what's happening here? And I can kind of figure out where my place in that is, but without knowing that. Mm-hmm. I would be, it would be shooting in the dark unless we were actually talking about it. Um, and, you know, you have general ideas from going through school, but really that doesn't apply in the real world. Like it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if you have an agent, they know, they know what the market is, mm-hmm. but as someone who doesn't have that, or doesn't have access to people with that knowledge, it's kind right. of, you don't really know. Mm-hmm. You don't really know. Um, so you're like, am I too high? Am I too low? Ah. Yeah. yeah,
0: constantly questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we need to task ourselves with getting a photo rep on the show <laughs> and mm-hmm. having them spill the beans because then they're not attached to the work and the money side. They just yeah. only know that money side, and I yeah. feel like they would probably be more trans. Like they wouldn't have the fear, right?
1: Right. Or
0: would they? Or would they? Then we wouldn't need photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe that's why. Yeah. That's we'll have to, keep- to cut this out of the thing. <laughs> we'll get one on here. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, I think that'd be great. If, or even, um, or even like someone who's hiring on the advertising end. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, they don't, they don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. I For don't sure. Care they really care. And you know, <laughs> it's so
1: interesting because I've pit I've been on jobs where I felt like I was right. I was, I'm right in there mm-hmm. and I've been way too high. And then I've pitched on jobs where I've been way too low. And so I don't know yet what that is Mm -hmm. what those missing factors are and i think that's more just research and figuring out on my end what the different what what the what that is
0: Mm -hmm. so for those that don't know you have an amazing amazing studio space thank you very much talk all about
1: it sure um i mean it's a dream for any photographer to have their own studio and I remember starting out and rem- that finding space to create was so difficult especially very cost prohibitive and early on in the career your career or my career I just wanted to create but didn't have the space or anywhere to do it and I just remember saying when I have the ability to do so I want to make sure that we uh, have a studio and create a space that's accessible for people to create so the timing was right at the beginning of this year and myself and two of my very dear friends who are also photographers, um, got together and started to look for spaces and it was our third space that we found. And it's in the Santa Fe arts colony, which is the oldest arts colony in Los Angeles. Um, it's a live work space with I think 52 studios. The number might be wrong on that. Um, but a lot. <laughs> but a lot. It's a lot. It's <laughs> it's a lot. So it's this little campus um, on the edge of the southern edge of the downtown arts district, more so in the fashion district. And our studio is in total 3,000 square feet. Um, we have a psych, uh, a corner psych in a shooting space that's about 1,200 square feet. And we have two huge... Um, skylights <laughs> that provide such beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soft light. Um, but we are also blackout capable because with the we've motorized skylight shades. Um, yeah, it's just that we've our intention was to create this space uh, on seven values. So Monday is for education, Tuesday's creativity, conservation, Uh, community, hospitality, holistics, and Mm cosmics. So they were values that we wanted to attach to it because we know that um, uh, because not only is it a photo studio but it's also an event space that events and photo shoots can be very wasteful. So we wanted to partner up with um, companies to kind of alleviate that waste whether it's seamless or props or just all the stuff that's left over. Um, So we have that going. It's a community space where we want to host, uh, workshops and seminars and, um, intimate gatherings. We had a gathering, a, a new moon ceremony last Friday, which was really beautiful. It was uh, Reiki, um, breath work, a sound bath, um, and an acoustic performance. And it was just really beautiful. We had about 20 people in the studio space, um, we opened up the doors maybe two months ago and we've had some big, some productions come in. We had a 26 person production film crew come in. It was definitely a stress test. I think we're at capacity at 26 people, but, um, on the average, we've been having kind of smaller intimate shoots from eight to 12 people. And it's just been so great. (laughs) (laughs) And I wake up in the morning and I walk down the stairs and I'm in a photo studio and I can, you know, it's so much easier to create and, um, don't have, you can set up the day before and yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah. And not spending additional fees having to rent another studio.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or transport. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So, <laughs> in order to save up for this, I had been living with my sister for about two years, and all of my photo gear was in a storage unit. So the day, any day that I had to shoot, I had to wake up, leave my sister's house, go to the storage unit, pack up my car, go to the photo studio, unpack my car, shoot, pack my car up, drive to the storage unit, unpack yes. my car. and. Then <laughs> oh. It just got to the point where I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, I physically and emotionally can't do this anymore. Um, but it was the perfect moment. You know, when you get to that that moment where you don't, don't think it, you can do anymore, then everything opens up. And so it was the perfect time, and we found the space, and it's just been great. That's
0: <laughs> awesome. I mean, not only did you find the space, I think I saw where you transformed the space. Yeah. We did. Yeah. We did
1: a lot of work to it. Um, we spent about five you know four and a half five months we redid the kitchen we knocked down some walls we redid the bathrooms um the electrical was all one switch was turning off a light and three rooms down like it was all it was a mess (laughs) (laughs) sounds about right (laughs) like everything everything in there was just off and so (laughs) we went in and kind of just rehabilitated the space and created it and decorated it in the way that we wanted to have people feel and feel welcome and make it feel homey, but also cool. And like you wanted to have a shoot there. You wanted to bring your clients there. We have a pink room is essentially our green room, um, but it's pink and it's vibey and it's a great place for clients to hang out. Nice little client lounge. Um, So yeah, we love it. We really do. We're, we feel very fortunate. Um, and we're open for rentals. Yes. <laughs>
0: Where can they find you?
1: Uh, at Moon7Collective.com and on Instagram at, at Moon7Collective. Nice. And on PeerSpace.
0: And on PeerSpace. Which is an awesome resource.
1: It is a really awesome resource. It's a great resource. How do you market yourself? Well,. I would say that I have a lot of work to do in marketing. Um, primarily it's through uh, Instagram um, and just networking. Um, I think that there's more than I can do, and I think that's a question I want to ask other people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I'm very basic on my marketing, and I think that's something that I want to personally improve on. Because it, it, it's you just gotta let people know that you're out there, and um, I think that's something that I definitely want to work on in the next couple months. Is hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do stuff, <laughs> 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 you know. So, yeah. unfortunately, I don't have uh, a recipe for that because I, I would say that I haven't necessarily um, done a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: But Instagram has been so successful.
1: Instagram has mm-hmm. been incredibly successful for me. Um, I've gotten a lot of work through Instagram, which is surprising. I just never anticipated that happening, but it has happened. And a lot of uh, collaborators, whether it's makeup artists, to hairstylists, to wardrobe stylists, to prop stylists, mm-hmm. to uh, models um, and assistants. So it's it's a great place to network. Um and just always replying <laughs> when, you, yeah. when you get messages. Um, yeah, it's been a great resource. It really has. And I think I feel a little spoiled by that, specifically because I haven't gone outside of it. Um, oh.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the one. It's the tip right there. <laughs> tip it <laughs> is, the yeah. Instagram. Have you done any like personal networking? Do you have you got any jobs through? Like meeting people? Yeah. Specifically? Um,
1: another, gr- actually something comes quickly to mind is finding, I've been fortunate enough to find personal advocates that are in industry that advocate for you, um, that they're fans and they let people know that you're around. And I think that's one of the most powerful tools and um, finding, I uh, finding some friends or having friends that advocate on your behalf yeah. almost like an agent but doing it on a word of mouth basis that seems to be a little bit more successful and impactful so i've been fortunate enough to have advocates on, in in certain spaces on that in that realm and then we set up a meeting and it's through a personal and direct networking yeah. that you know you get your foot in the door and it's a matter of whether they want to work with you or not or start a relationship and You know, some have been successful, some have not. Some have, you know, you just, uh, maybe in the future something will work out. Um, Oh, my God, I have an immediate project for you right now. So it's, But it's also just maintaining those relationships because you never know. You know, know, remind (laughs) (laughs) that you're around and sending emails and checking up. Um, I think that's been a big part of it, too, is just maintaining relationships. I think that's so key Um, because then people advocate for you.
0: All right, so I mean we we did touch on it a tiny bit, but how do, can you elevate as an artist?
1: Mm. I think challenge yourself and go into spaces and do things that make you really uncomfortable for me it was it was improv specifically it most recently was, was improv because it challenged me in different places that are now open and available and receptive that now I can channel different things through there that I can put. Into my photographic and visual work, um, I think it's always learning, um, looking at other, uh, absorbing, digesting, taking in uh, art all around you. But I think it all always really starts within. Um, if you want to keep elevating yourself, it's challenging and letting go of dropping those blocks and what's really holding you back from creating the work that you want to create or getting to the place that you want to create. I do believe that it starts within. And to blo- to <laughs> break through those blockages or release those blockages, it's usually doing something that's scary or challenging because then you're, you're forcing yourself to face it, um, whatever those challenges may be or those blockages might be. Um, and whatever avenue that that is, Um, whether it's doing something that you're afraid of or doing deep internal work or exploring, just doing something that's challenging, that kind of takes you out of your comfort or your norm. Um, Any kind of growth, I think, will help you elevate your work as an artist because your communication and your message will elevate and mature. Um, And your tools were... And you'll, you'll be coming from a place of authenticity i feel um so yeah i think look inside (laughs) (laughs) what are you afraid of um yeah put yourself in in the place that you're forced to answer that question like what are you afraid of well thank you so much for being on our
0: show today thank you so much
1: for having me it was a blast so where can people find you? Um, people can find me on Instagram under my handle uh, at LizBretz Bretz, L-I-Z-B-R-E-T-Z. Um, and if you didn't hear it earlier, at Moon7Collective um, on Instagram. Also, websites, www.moon7collective.com and www.lizbretz.com amazing nice. <laughs> I like had my eyes closed while I was doing that so <laughs> <laughs> I <can't> remember. <laughs> <laughs> until next
0: time well, yeah. thank you thank you for listening to photo work don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and what else tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend, tell a friend. Tell a friend.